Welcome back to episode number 227 of Stream of Thought. On this episode, we talk about a couple of things that happened to me the last few days, my experience going to the chiropractor as well as going out to eat with some friends. We also get a little philosophical on what it means to be human and our experiences here on Earth. And then I got a chance to talk about my experience at the airport. Oh, some really mean people, which leads us into a conversation about kindness. What is it actually worth, both emotionally and financially? How can we make the world a better place bit by bit? So with that being said, episode number 227 is in the books. And as always, we hope you enjoy. <laughs> Oh, it, dude, I didn't realize how exhausted I was until I finally got back. And I got back at around four o'clock, actually got back to the house. And just the rest of the night before I was able to go to bed or whatever, just spending time with the family, catching up, all that dinner. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to keep myself upright. And so, you know, around, uh, around 10 o'clock, I end up just collapsing in my bed. I sleep for like 12 hours. I'm like, wow, I really, because, yeah, these past couple of, well, past month and a half or so has just been so intensive. Go, 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 go. That uh, realizing, you know, I'm done with church stuff for the year. I'm done with all the wedding stuff for the year. uh, And I I finally had an opportunity just to like release my mind from all the stuff that had been kind of uh, on the back burner for, for, God knows how long. So, yeah, man, it was it was crazy, and uh, it was interesting. the The airport was definitely a, an interesting experience. Oh my goodness, so many rude people, so many fucking rude people. The terminal checkpoint. I could hear the TSA people, who actually were the friendliest people. I think it was long lines, long lines, uh, exhaustion from the pandemic, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it was I don't know. I I was also kind of like a little, you know in a, in a chippy mood because, uh, when I was getting, going through the, the baggage screening and stuff like that, uh, of the two lines they had open, they shut down one. And so you had probably about 75 people waiting in line, but then there was no order of semblance of getting your stuff onto the bag. So you had people like shoving other people out of the way, like moving people's bags off the conveyor belt to put theirs. There was this one guy who did that for like three different bins as I'm like, I'm trying to do that. And he shoves mine out of the way. I'm just like, okay, I'm not like I'm not going to react or anything like that. But he, he after the third time, I'm just like, "You're welcome," and he just ignores me. And I, I turn to him, look him in the in the face, and say, "You're welcome." And then he looks at me, so he knows that I'm saying something. And I say, "You're welcome," and then he just turns and walks away. And uh, and the TSA guy who is right by there, he's like, "You know, a thank you wouldn't hurt." And I was like, "Ah, I got someone on my side." And it was like, and and then and then yeah. I guess his wife or you know someone similar was doing the same thing to me. And so here I've been waiting for like five people, um, well, just waiting to get my bag on there. And so the TSA guy finally, like, physically holds her bags back and says, "You can put yours on there." Because I just had one more bag for like my shoes and belt and stuff. And I was like, "Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas." <laughs> and just got through. So, yeah, and then. Um, wow. And then my flight was delayed about an hour or two, so was able to get some lunch and stuff. But yeah, it that was fucking fucking holiday travel, man. It's it's something else. That sounds like it absolutely sucked. I hope I don't have that experience. 
Um, but anyway, so one of the things I want to tell you was there were two things. One of them I remember right now. The other one I completely forgot. So, but <laughs> fuck, what was it? So one of them has to do with, okay, so I, I'll tell the first one and maybe I can remember as I'm going what the other thing was. Uh, like the other night, uh, after doing this, uh, skate class, we go out for like drinks at this restaurant and it's like later at night. It's right now it's, you know, it's probably 1030 or 11 PM or something like that, that we're there. Actually, it was earlier than that. Actually, it doesn't even fucking matter. So we're there. <laughs> so we're there. So I get there before uh, everyone else. I'm like, how am I here? Like, I'm waiting for like 10, maybe 15 minutes. I'm like, how am I here so early? Because I, I feel we all got in the car at the same time. And then I just drove. And it's only like five minutes down the street. So I can't imagine it even, you know, there's no traffic. And I'm inside. And there's two people standing there. And I see a sign that says, please wait to be seated. So I'm standing there, right? So... The, I'm not, it doesn't bother me that I'm waiting there for uh, ultimately 10 or 15 minutes because after a few minutes, a person comes by and tells the two people like, oh, we have room outside. And so they go outside. And I'm standing there waiting. Like, the sign says, please wait to be seated. And like no one's asking me like, oh, just yourself or because like, I'm ready to say like party of like seven or eight or whatever it is, right? And, but the restaurant looks kind of busy. But the the thing that sucks too is how... Like they have, oh, we have part of the restaurant closed for, the upstairs is closed for whatever reason. It's like, son of a bitch. Like, and I notice this. They don't say anything to me, but I notice this. I'm like, this is one of those situations. I know exactly what this is. This is one of the situations where they're so busy that they're just going to ignore the, the person that just walked in because they're not even going to be taking tables, right? And so I'm like, whatever. I'm just chilling, waiting for people to show up friends my friends show up and uh i tell them like i've been standing here i don't know what's that you have to be waiting to be seated and one of the girls is walking by and so the other person asks him like hey uh can we just sit wherever like oh well there's a table outside there's like heaters it's because right now it's 50 degrees outside and so and i'm already like hell no we walk outside i'm like heaters you have light bulbs you have red light bulbs. Those do not constitute as heaters. Those are like red light bulbs that you would get for like, uh, like a what's it called? A terrarium, right? Right. Yeah. You know, for reptiles or something, or maybe like you put it in your bathroom so you flip the switch and you get extra warm when you step out of the shower. Those are not heaters, right? So we're like, no, and we can't sit anywhere because part of the up the upstairs is closed and uh so we're staying there for a while before we get a table and there were there weren't any tables available we were probably all standing there for like 10 or another 10 minutes or so anyway we sit down at this table oh by which by the way my friend spotted and wasn't that like dirty and no one had said like no one came up to us and was like oh this table is clear we're saying like wait we think that's an empty table and there was nobody else that walked in behind us and everyone else was already seating so it's not like they're going out of their way to accommodate us right and so we find this empty table we sit there and the first thing i think when we sit down is there's no one walking up to us we're gonna have to wave someone down right because it's and it wasn't even like 
I mean, I don't know. It was fucking, it was, I don't understand. It was Wednesday night at like 1030. And I didn't understand why it was so busy. And even though it it was in Westwood, which is a college town because it's where UCLA is, but I'm still like, I don't get how, I don't understand. How is it like on a Wednesday night? I don't know. But we're there. And anyway, we order uh, drinks and food. And we went there particularly because people wanted to get food, not just go to a bar, right? And so we put our order in. And which, by the way, took like another, it was maybe 10 minutes before we placed an order. Anyway, all this happens. Five minutes after that, this guy comes up to us, like the manager or someone comes up to us with the waitress, like, oh, sorry, guys. Um, we, we can't make your food. We, uh, the, the kitchen is closed. The kitchen is closing. And, and I'm, and I'm thinking, dude, there were so many opportunities to be seated just a little bit earlier, and it just didn't happen, right? And so anyway, uh, I didn't care because I just ordered, like, chips and guac, which after I ordered it, I was like, why did I even order that? I don't even want anything to eat. I'm happy just with my beer. So I was saved, right? I was like, thank goodness the order didn't go through, right? And anyway, the guy said, oh, yeah, you know, we decided to coach – Close the kitchen early, or the kitchen decided to close early without consent of the manager, or something like that. And there were a few people that were just like, oh, crap. Luckily, they brought us out chips and salsa, two baskets of chips and salsa for free. And then I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. Like, they brought some, chi- I'm still eating chips and I don't have to pay for it, right? Because I was going to chips and salsa and then for no reason, but now I get some for free. We're all sharing it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Now, I don't know what your standard is for salsa. I have a fucking standard, right? I have a – regardless of whatever type of dish it is, there is a certain standard. I do not want this runny liquid salsa. Mm -hmm. I understand there is liquid in salsa. The salsa does not have to be liquid, I don't even like the shit that you get at the grocery store that's in the jar, the the whatever the fuck they call it. You go with your Tostitos, yes. right? That is too runny. I want freshly diced tomatoes and bit and the uh, cilantro and some onions, like right. Like I understand if it gets prepped six hours in advance. I want it prepped that same day. I'm willing to pay extra for that. None of this. What is this fucking liquid? red salsa with you know onion and basil flakes that look like the type <laughs> of flakes that come out of a microwave meal and i'm just sitting there like i don't know what i'm thinking i'm happy with my friends i have my beer but it's just like yeah i saw all of i've experienced all of this before i saw all of it happening before it happened, as it was happening, and after it happened. I experienced it all. And I it was just – it was, I don't know, a reminder. <laughs> it's like, fucking A. I will, I will say bitch. with the uh, salsa stuff, I would say I have more bad luck than good luck when it comes to actually getting legit salsa. I would say 80% of the time it ends up being that runny stuff. It's like, what, what have you done to make this salsa into soup? Like, I don't 
yes. I don't understand it. And then, you know, normally compliments with stale chips or something like that, too. Like, chips that have been out for probably a little bit longer than they should have. Or broken and stuff like that. And so here you're trying to, like, use your fork to get it on, like, a clump of chips and absolute mess. So you're not alone, right. man. And the only reason it is like that, the only reason that is that they serve it like that is because collectively there are not enough people at the same time saying, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, that would have been funny, though. That would have been really funny now, you know, looking back, if all of us had that same thought at the same time instead of just – because it was just – I'm sure maybe other people had the same thought, but it was never voiced, right? Yeah. For us to, you know, the six or seven or eight of us to collectively be like, wait, fuck this. And how how funny would that have been to tell the waitress, you know what? Take the chips and salsa back. We don't want them. <laughs> and they would be confused. Like, why would they not watch chips and salsa? It's it's free and we understand that they, we couldn't make the meal. And then to get it back to them, like, because your salsa sucks, we're not even going to take the chips either. <laughs> right? Yeah. Probably can't. We don't can need shit too. chips and salsa. Yeah. Exactly. Not even canned shit. I imagine it being in one of those plastic squirter bottles with a cone lid and you can see through it to see what it is, like the ketchup, mustard, ranch or whatever. It's in one of those. (laughs) It comes in a giant fucking, I bet, five gallon can or, you know, one gallon can probably. They open it up with an automated can opener because they go through so much and they dump it into the things and they leave it in the refrigerator and they squirt it into the little ketchup uh, container, the little miniature container, and on it is labeled, you know, 12-13, which means it was opened and put into that on 12 I know it. I know it all, bro. 100%. I know exactly what's (laughs) happening back there. And the kitchen closed and either the manager told them to close early so they could all get out of there or the kitchen said, fuck this, we're closing up because for them, the employees, it's not worth the extra dollar amount or whatever the fuck to uh, delay cleaning up the kitchen because they know by a certain time that the kitchen can just be done, right? And just get them – and I know. I fucking know. Well, you've you've experienced that life before. You know you know what it's like behind the scenes. Yes. So yeah. Yes. What and you said what time was this that uh, they told you? So it, this we got there at like ten thirty, and the kitchen closes at the place was open till midnight, which means the kitchen closed at eleven, yeah. and they came back and told us this like I don't know it must have been ten fifty or ten forty five because I remember looking at my phone. Once we were walking up to the table just to see, curious what time it was, and it was like 10.22. And we were there for about 15 minutes at least, probably 10 or 15 before someone asked for the order. And then like another 5 or 10 minutes after that is when they told us that the uh, the kitchen was closing. Dude, I've been hearing stories all over of places just – and sometimes them just not being open, like choosing not to open for a day and not really – you know, having any sort of notification, just so, sorry, we're closed today, or closing it like three hours early. It makes absolute sense. Oh, it makes it, absolute it really sense. Does. Because what happens is the things are the way they are because they, the people who don't have to spend the time doing the shit the company does to make money, they want that extra dollar. Yeah. Well, that's why stores are open on Thanksgiving or like Christmas Day, right? Because you can't say no to just a little more change. And so that's why you close it because it's like, no, I'm not fucking staying here another 45 minutes to an hour so the company can get, you know, 
you know, net profit of a hundred bucks or whatever the fuck. I don't know how it's calculated, but you know what I'm saying? No, like, totally. Enough's enough. No. Well, and, and considering everyone's short staff too, I mean, I always take that into account of things being just a little wonky because of, because of that. But I always, I always try and think or like understand why is this way? Yes. Oh yeah. And 95% of the time it's because of money. It makes sense. Like you can find yourself complaining like this is ridiculous. We don't have enough cashiers, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, well, bottom line is, you know, we can get away with making maybe, a, you know, not spending as much money to either make the same amount of money or maybe a, just a little bit less. <laughs> and so it confirms then not providing extra hours to whatever business um, for them to run to make money because it's, it's negligible to them. It's not, it doesn't, it's, it's a better to use your time doing other stuff instead of worrying about the business Yeah, for that day. Speaking of, speaking of nice things, um, <laughs> or, <laughs> or money related stuff. So, um, before I left for, so I think it was Wednesday or something like that. Uh, Wednesday evening, uh, while I was still in Jersey, uh, Joe, Daryl, Nancy, and myself, we had a little, little Christmas, um, Christmas exchange thing where, I mean, they, I don't know. I, I, I had no idea what to get them. So I basically just bought them booze, <laughs> Joe and Daryl anyway, and then got Nancy some clothes and stuff like that. And, um, I was kind of blown away. So I have something new on my wrist. Was that an iWatch? I got an iWatch from Daryl. It it was uh it it was used. So he he updates it like every two years, and so ga- he gave me his uh, his one that's only like two years old. I was like, bro, nice. Th- Are you liking it? It is. Are you adjusting to it? Is it going to fit when fit in with your personality and routine, or do you think you'll shake it for a real a regular watch, or just not want one at all? Oh no, I this thing is freaking awesome i absolutely love it i have never had an that's awesome because for me i'm just like i have no interest in getting an iWatch. that's just me but continue and tell me why you think it's so amazing well i know some of the features but not all of them see and so that that's one of those things too where it's it's not like something i would go out of my way to get but the fact that i do have an iphone a relatively newer iphone and this is a relatively new iWatch, it can do so much man like it accesses all of my apps. I can just say, Hey Siri, text or call whoever. And I can actually do it from my like hands free from my wrist. I'm still figuring out all the features. I mean, I've only had this for like a couple of days now. So, but it is just, uh, it's so crazy, man. Like you got all your apps on, on your wrist. There really is no other company at the current moment. Like Apple, I don't see any company ever outdoing them with the exception of Tesla. Yeah. Or even matching matching them at all. Yeah. All other products are just so far incredibly inferior to what they have created. I agree. Well, the compatibility from all these different kind of useful things that people have. Yes. I mean, yes. And let me let me let me tag on real quick and tell you exactly why because this is actually another thing that I was going to bring up. So, as you know, I had lost my AirPods. AirPods, right? So for the longest time, I'm using the wire, right? So long that I became conditioned so that when I got wireless earbuds again, I was still behaving like I had, like, wire. It was weird. Anyway, I got the JBL uh, earbuds because they're very similar to the Apple in the little case that they come in as well as the shape. 
I do not like any earbuds that have the gel insert that you can uh, you can change. Sometimes they have like a different gel, you know, different sizes for you. That never works for me. The, the Apple AirPods have always fit into my ear perfectly. And the JBLs, they fit into my ear a good 90%, right? And now that I, I was very excited that I got it, and I got it because it was like 50 bucks brand new as opposed to at least 150 for, you know, second generation AirPods or something like that, which work great. But here's what I'm getting at is now, even though I have the JBL AirPods and they're great, right? Tap to pause, tap to next song and fit in your pocket real easily. Dude, they're not Apple. It did not take me very long. I realize that. And it's, and because wow, one, the Apple AirPod case is just so much smoother and slimmer right? Like the JBL case, the, the JBL case is smooth and it's small, but it's not, it's not sleek and sexy like Apple is. And then also with the AirPods that they have, they're just a little bit larger than necessary. I noticed it when I saw a picture or a video of myself. I'm like, these are, they jut out a little bit. They're just a little bit larger than necessary. And I was like, what? Like, why would you why is it bigger when you can already have it smaller? It's been done. Apple does it. Just do the same thing. Oh, you can't because you're not Apple, right? And so that was one thing because it falls out of my ears easy, more easily just moving about or if I'm like taking a shirt off, sometimes I have to watch it, but the Apple AirPods fit perfectly. And then the other one was compatibility. It was great because I could take the AirPods out and right away – my phone would connect to the JBL speaker or my phone or my, um, the JBL, the JBL little actual portable speaker I have or the, um, the, the car adapter I have, right? And so the versatility, how quickly it is to adapt to one thing for the other, whereas with the JBL, I have to like, if I take them out of my ear, they keep playing which is inconvenient if I want to take a quick if I want to take a quick video with something or like be on the phone or you know what I'm saying it's just weird and I was like yep I know what I have to do eventually when I can I'm just going to go back to the AirPods because these for whatever reason even when it's connected to my phone and I take them out it won't connect to my speaker right away and then also, I just like the tapping. The, on the JBL, you actually have to have – there's actual buttons oh, and they tell you this one is to pause, this one is to go to the next song. Yeah. Whereas on Apple, you can you can uh, configure it. Do you want to do a double tap on the left to hang up? Do you want to do a single tap? Do you want to do – like you can make it different. And then also another thing because Apple's so awesome, right? You flip the AirPod case. You flip it open in front of the phone and it tells you how much battery is left in the pods as well as the actual case. Whereas the JBL, it's like, okay, I see there's one of three dots, but what does that mean? Just recharge or can I go a little bit without charging? That, that's the problem that I have with most of my wireless headphones is that it, they just don't tell you how much battery power is left. I mean, even if yeah. like even if I'm hooked up to this Chromebook right now, it's still it, – well, okay. So it does, it does show like the percentage, but it's not accurate. It's not accurate at all. So right. – but, uh, but yeah, with the watch – because I think I had talked about this, what, like a hundred episodes ago or something like that, that I used to have a Fitbit. My sister had gotten me a Fitbit yes. like two years ago. And the fact the fact that it, I mean, it's in its name. 
it's supposed to be used for athletic activity, monitoring health and stuff like that. So you'd think that you could run with it and, you know, have it have it be a little wet without it breaking. And that turned out not to be the case. But I, I mean, I loved having that feature on there just to kind of monitor my my vitals and stuff like that. But I, I vowed to myself, never again am I going to get a Fitbit. I mean, and so I asked Daryl, I'm like, you know, that was the problem with my last tech watch that I had is that it, it broke because I was just running and the sweat got in it and then they wouldn't they wouldn't repair it or do anything like that. And he said, nope, the Apple watch, this this particular one, no, you can you can do whatever, you know, you can you can run in the rain and it'll still be fine. So like, wow, that's I, I, that's think, awesome. I think this is the one, too, that has the auto auto water release feature as well. So if it does get wet, if he uh, if he didn't have anything to pawn off to you, what do you think he would have gotten you? Oh, God, because that didn't cost him anything, <laughs> right? No, no, it didn't. Um... I'm going to know what. <laughs> Like a car, yeah. right? He would never fucking buy anything that cool for you just out of the goodness of his heart. No, but he know he knows me well enough that I'm not going to be one to go out and get nice stuff. And him, yeah. he is yeah. he is. It's a nice gesture, nonetheless. But it's funny because as much as I've heard about him, and then also here and like meeting him too, I'm like, it's it's funny because it was convenient for yes. him. Rather than it was a gift out of convenience, rather a gift out of the heart. <laughs> yeah. <Well. laughs> but it's like, who fucking cares? You got some cool shit. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Well, right? it's, it's the same. It's the same with the, the phone that I have right now, too, man. Like that was for my birthday last year, I believe. Uh, where he's like, "Yeah, I got a new phone, so here, here's here's a, here's a yeah one year old iPhone because I get a new one every year." So yeah, yeah. but. I mean, that's, that's what I, but I mean, really, it really is a very kind and generous, um, gesture. And I, right. I'm super no. grateful that, that he was thinking about me because they're always, I mean, he probably would have gotten me clothes because you know me, I wear my clothes until they fall apart. And so they're always, they're always complaining about how I'm kind of just scrapping it. And so every, right. every once in a while, and just Joe too, out of just generosity or whatever, he, Joe will be somebody who actually goes out to a store and will pick up something very like meaningful and sentimental and so, stuff like that. So yeah, it, it is very interesting. Whereas here I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I mean, this is like a $400 watch. I'm like, okay, well, what yeah. in the world can I give to them that, uh, would kind of compare to that, that sort of generosity? So, you know, I just tried doing, doing simple stuff but then but then for me because they are the sentimental type of folks i uh i i wrote both joe daryl and nancy uh i like i got christmas cards and wrote like five paragraphs of just you know how amazing they've been to me and what a what a crazy year it's been um and and thanks for all that they've done for me and stuff like that so you know just kind of more more of the sentimental value i would like to say than um than monetary I um speaking of monetary because that's a, that just became a trigger for me. Oh, the other story, <laughs> the other story that I wanted to share. So I am walking home from the park the other day, and uh, okay, so rewind. So I'm getting ready to leave yesterday to go whatever, start my day, and my car is squealing. This is the day after the restaurant thing that I just told you about. Like, this is the next morning. Uh, and so that night when I was leaving the engine, it squealed just for a second 
and then I did it again, and then the engine started. I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird, but, you know, whatever. The next morning, it took several seconds. I was like, oh, shit, is my car not starting? It took several seconds, and I stopped, and I paused, and I was, like, looking at this thing. I'm like, okay, this can start. And then it starts, and I'm like, all right. I sit there for a moment. I'm like, okay, well, I was going to go to North Hollywood, but I don't want to risk my car not starting again. And then how do I get home? And I'm trying to avoid, you know, getting the car towed and then having to take an Uber back to Hollywood, whatever, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going straight to the mechanic. And I didn't go to the mechanic that's right down the street from me because I'll tell you that for another, for another story. But I was like, okay, well, the I can still go to the park or the library, you know, in West Hollywood. So why don't I just go to a mechanic down there? And if I need to, I can walk home. So I go down there, drop it off. I'm at the park. I'm walking home. Or before that, I'm walking around. And it's crazy because I've driven through Santa Monica Boulevard so many times that I've never actually, like, walked, spent time walking down the street. And it's just, dude, Santa Monica Boulevard is so much more peaceful than Hollywood Boulevard. Like, it's just, it feels neighborly and friendly and nice and... Hollywood Boulevard does not feel like any of those things, right? And so I just like stand there for a second. I just breathe. I'm like, oh. Is it is it so is it more great. is it more peaceful because there's not a lot of people, or people are just nicer? It's because so Hollywood Boulevard is filled with tourists. Obviously, Hollywood Boulevard is filled with people trying to sell you shit, and Hollywood Boulevard is filled with people who are mentally ill slash homeless slash on drugs. And Hollywood Boulevard has trash and random spots all over the place because of mentally ill slash homeless slash drug people going through trash, throwing it all over the place, taking trash cans, throwing them in the street, breaking shit, which is the result of the collective agreement amongst all the individuals in the area that that is acceptable behavior. So even though on an individual level it makes me angry and I'm pissed about it, I can only blame myself because it is the result of everybody agreeing that that is okay. Whereas in Beverly Hills, they don't put up with any of that shit, which is why Beverly Hills is so fucking beautiful. So I'm walking through West Hollywood, which is just the slightest resemblance of just peacefulness right out in the open (laughs) i took you down a a rabbit hole you didn't know and then sucked you right back out to where we started so i'm walking down the street and i'm just looking at instagram i see one of my friends go on is on uh had gone to the chiropractor so all of that information that i gave you was for me going to the chiropractor that's how i got there. nice i love it <laughs> so i walk in and uh I, i'm like oh i forgot my key tag can you sign me in she signs me in she's like uh you're just here you're just here for for a walk-in and i'm like yes and th- that was red flag number one i was like hmm she used the term walk-in and then she's, and again, she's like, okay, you're just going to, so just paying for the walk-in today? I was, I was like, yeah. And I'm like, paying? Not paying. Okay, she must mean like taking credit off of my card because you get, I, I had like a certain number of visits on this little keychain thing, right? And so I'm like, what? 
Yeah. She, okay, you can go right back there. And as I'm walking back there, I'm thinking, what? Did, what was she talking? Like, what is she talking about? So I go there, and then I leave. And she's like, "Have a good day." I'm like, "Have a good day." I'm about to walk out the door. She's like, "Oh yeah, the walk-in, the walk-in fee." I was like, "Oh yeah," and I'm thinking, "Son of a bitch!" Like, I was, I got so pissed. At the same time, I had no one to blame but myself because I did like three times. Just like, wait, what? And I just ignored it. The what had happened two weeks prior, and I just, and I just gave in. I just, she's like, "All right, it'll be thirty nine ninety nine." I'm like, "Okay, here's my credit, here's my credit card," and I'm like, "Fuck this, fuck this place." I was, uh, I obliged. Unwillingly, but I obliged. Did you ask any questions? Like, were no. you just like, wait, but I No, the- and here's why. Because all the questions were occurring in my head, but only, like, it was in in the back of my head, and it, I was just kind of like, wait, what? Whatever. And I go in, but then I already got, I already had the service performed, right? I already, I already there got my back cracked, so I wasn't going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to pay anymore. Like, I just bit the bullet and understood I that experience was the result. You know, like all experiences are the result of me. I am one hundred percent responsible for this because I could have said no on the three times that I was like, "Wait, what?" and I just brushed it under the rug and didn't forget and was like, "Whatever." Dude, two weeks before that, I had gone to the chiropractor because I like slept on my neck weird, and I had my key tag and I scan it in, but it didn't. It wasn't working, so I'm like moving it around. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And it goes, doot, doot. It did a double doot. Oh, right? no. It did a double, it did a double beat. Yeah. And she's like, okay. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just get doubled? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can take that off for you, though. And in my experience of doing clerical work and stuff on the computer, like something like that, it takes one second to fix, Right. I don't imagine something like that needing approval. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, she never took it off the fucking... She never gave me back credit for at least one visit remaining. And that's what happened. And so one... Portion one of this story is listen to intuition. Stop. Think. You only have yourself to blame for everything that you experience. Right? Because in that situation, somebody could be like, oh, go, God damn it, da, 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 and get so mad. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, you had the opportunity to to resolve this, and you didn't because you brushed it under the rug and you ignored it. Right? So I'm back there, and this is, uh, uh, this will go work in tandem with, as to why I was so upset. And it's because it's called the Joint Chiropractic. I'm going to put them on blast. They fucking suck. Don't ever go there. It's good if you need like maybe one back cracking. But they try and sell you – at least the one woman does, but not the other girl. Like the old – the elderly woman who is vibrating at a lower frequency is always trying to like sell you on package deals and shit. I'm just like, fuck this. The younger girl is like super cool because she kind of doesn't give a shit about the job anyway. She's super chill. But anyway, you go back there and it's like, how am, why is this only maybe five minutes? Crack here, crack there, turn around, this, that, neck, boom, bada bing, bada boom, you're out of here. I'm just like, what am I fucking paying you for? There's, this is so overly charged. This is not worth $40 per, I mean, you can buy package deals so the per visit is less, but it's like, this is not worth at any level. Any, you know, 
any dollar amount that you offer as a service, individual package deals, because you're in there for like five minutes, you do nothing. It's like, dude, and they're sitting, okay, and also, here's the thing too, it's a type of place where like, they're never fucking busy. I've been in there maybe one or two times where there's like three or four people waiting, right? Where there's like three, I can understand if like three or four people are waiting, you gotta, you know, there's a time limit. But also like, when you're just sitting around not doing shit, I mean, if I was the chiropractor, if no one else is waiting, hey, let me let me give you the works, right? Let me give you a little extra because you should enjoy doing that work regardless of, you know, how much you're getting paid. Maybe you did chiropractic school and you realize you fucking hate it. Well, then, yeah, it would only expect you to do five minutes of cracking. But it was like, fucking A. Like, why? Why? Dude, well, because I remember when we... um. Because you had been going to Shannon Boyd's um, practice a couple of times, right? Yes. And uh, I, yeah, I got I I would go there regularly, and it was freaking awesome. It was ama- and even for the free consultation or whatever that she she had for me, I was in there for like thirty minutes or whatever, and she yes. she cracked everything and like you know yeah. did the ent- the full body um, kind of workout, and it was it was like wow, and you know she didn't have to do that, right? Especially for right. for a just a free consultation, it's like that's right. the way that it should work, right? Especially if you're not busy, you know what else are you going to be doing? Just playing playing Candy Crush or something. But here's the thing, too. Yes, dude. Yes, playing Candy Crush because that's what I've seen employees do when there's when they're not doing anything. Like if like I've seen that at the library, right? Like the library is not a demanding job. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yes. maybe when you get people that are cause a ruckus and you have to get them out, but most of the time there's always a police officer in the library because of how many people are in oh, disturbance wow. to the well-being of other citizens. And so I'm like, dude, I can't believe I'm here because I'm reading. I'm trying to better myself. This dude is playing Candy Crush. I'm like, bro, that is why you work at the library because you've been doing. I mean, maybe he's retired and that's all he wants to do. I, you know, I'm not one to judge. Maybe he's had a crazy life and he just wants to sit back and be lazy. But uh, it's like, yeah, I know that's exactly what they're doing. That's the that's I get that feeling. That's the sentiment when I walk in because the joint chiropractor. It's a franchise, and the chiropractor's there. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that when you spend that much time and money on a on a doctorate degree like that that you're not an employee of a franchise but maybe you are there you know paying to be there just like how barbers pay to have a chair or strippers to have a pole you know what i'm saying <laughs> like maybe it's one of those things i don't know all i know is that if i was in that position i would want to try and give everyone the best possible service and if people are waiting in the waiting room i would take that in consideration but i would try and do more than just five minutes or have another chiropractor on staff because there are three there are three spots for you to lie down only like once or twice have i has someone else been there wow and there was a and there was another chiropractor there there no there wasn't another chiropractor there someone else was there they were like finishing up and then i went to the other chair because it was like covid and they sprayed that one down while i got i don't know but (laughs) it's just like dude dude so fuck? here here's the other thing that kind of crossed my mind as you were telling me the story. I feel like so in in the realm of conflict resolution, I feel like you and I are very similar in our non-confrontational approach of just biting the bullet. 
when uh, when we are kind of screwed over. And I think to myself, both my mother and also Joe, um, they do not put like if that happened to either of them. Not that they would ever. Well, I mean, Joe goes to see chiropractor, but if something like that happened to him, he'd be like, "No, that's not happening." And it's like you're you're gonna you're going to fix this right now because I'm not paying the money. And I know my mom my mom's like that in the grocery store or whatever. It is very interesting because yeah, uh, how people deal with count. And the thing for me is I just I mean these are most mostly um, minimum wage workers or just not earning a lot of money. And so I kind of have empathy for the fact that you know their life probably sucks, and I don't want to make it any more harder by being a jackass, at least in the way that I perceive it. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I've, I've tried to be a little more stern or firm, but it's just, it's not in my nature to be like in your face type of, well, this is what's going to happen. Right. And it's, I mean, it, we, we are how we are in certain scenarios, right? Like in that scenario for me, it was, I, I, I didn't really acknowledge what was happening. I was like, wait, is this what she, is this what she's insinuating? What? Like the wheels are turning in my head as she's like, okay, you can go back there. And I'm like, I'm still like, wait, what? So if I recognized what happened right then and there, I would have been like, no, this is the scenario. But then I was just like, I just paid it because again, that's my fault. And I felt like an ass if I was going to be like, be like, oh, well, it's like, it's like at the restaurant when I didn't like this, I'd like a discount or I don't want to pay for it. It's like, okay, bitch, you ate the whole fucking entree. You couldn't bring this to my attention halfway through and I can understand, right? You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and so that's why I was like, I'll just pay. But, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was odd. And then also what you're saying with, you know, minimum wage working in a place and it's weird because there are so many variables that go into creating that moment like there's some there were some parts where i was a cashier and people uh you know they want the dollar or two dollars or four four cents or whatever the fuck it is and they're being a jackass about it so i tell them no like it doesn't make a difference to me it's not my money but now because you're being an asshole no this deal was for last week not this week or this deal is next week it doesn't start today i don't give a fuck no you're being an asshole so i'm not going to give this to you goodbye and whereas in their scenario they're thinking what what a piece of shit this this employee blah 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 and then they start thinking well he should give it to me anyway or he should that's what they start thinking right should 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 and you are the result of your own it's own experience when you think about it you are the reason that you have the experiences whether you perceive them as good or bad you have to do your part in resolving issues right yeah and and i so, yeah well it's i mean it was the same when i worked at target and it's actually the same when i do my ministry now and and work with wedding couples like there are some couples that are just absolutely wonderful to work with and so i'm gonna go out of my way to make it the most pleasant experience as possible but then you know you got a couple like the one that i had just had last week where the only time i'd ever communicated with them was the introductory meeting and that was like two months earlier had tried and tried to get a hold of them and then it was only until the night before that the groom called me and just to to touch base for like five minutes i was like okay well now i'm gonna have to demand that i get paid before i do the service because i know right yeah i'm exactly. never gonna get that money afterwards and so of course uh i had to, and i talked with joe i said i felt i feel so like 
dirty about doing that. I mean, it just, it seems so, Dumb. so unpastoral. And it, it did, in fact, I mean, I, I was able to get the money. I got a, hey, a $7 tip. The, the total remainder of their balance was $593. I got 600 So, yay, $7 tip. Um, right. But then, of course, the father of the bride is, like, talking shit about me as soon as I leave the room. Oh, I just had to fork over $600. Like, oh, okay, okay, but also, too, okay. like, don't ever feel bad about that because if you ask that of somebody, somebody who is normal and willing and wants to collaborate and be a team player will gladly pay you. They're going to pay you anyway. So what, okay, let me pay you 24 or 12 hours in advance or whatever. It doesn't matter. But someone who's like, oh, like right away is like resistant or like, oh, I can't believe it's like, dude, you are telling me more about yourself now than I knew five seconds ago. This is exi- It's like, well, I don't understand why you need to be paid. This, this right here, this moment that you are creating, this is why I need to be paid in advance right here. Oh, well, I, I, I. you are proving the very th- reason why I'm asking to be paid ahead of time. Exactly, exactly. Because you cannot be trusted. <laughs> right. But it's crazy yeah. how life is, it's cyclical like that. It's a dance. Like, you know, work begets work. Love begets love happiness you know having a good time with everyone begets having a good time with everyone because you feed off of each other's energy right you initiate but you got to do your part to initiate the little bit more like let's say for example you're working with a wedding couple you don't think anything of each other on both sides but you decide to do a little bit extra and then they're like oh wow i wasn't expecting that let me do a little bit of extra of this and it just builds on top of each other but then if one person like you're not trying to you're trying to reach them they can't get a hold of you it's like okay well they're not matching your energy they're not matching your intention and so you're going to give less and then they're going to give less because you're giving less because they give less but that's why in order to maintain balance and to always maintain uh the potential for i guess hope it's like you always you always want to be on the initiation the good side the giving just a little bit more regardless of what the other person's it's trip because you don't you don't want to also just waste your time, but you also don't want to give them if someone's shitty, it's probably because they have a reason, but you don't want to add to that even though you know it's not your fault. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I know, I think you you kept up with all of that. No, totally. So I know some people are probably thinking, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, and it is it is interesting, but that comes down to like general philosophies that people have about life. Because I know, I mean you know, Joe is kind of on the opposite one. If somebody else is going above and beyond, then he'll meet them. But he's not going to give more than what they're giving at that moment. And But it's crazy, too, because, like, you're not, you're not quote-unquote, wrong. No. Nobody isn't wrong for reacting how they want to uh, react because they, in their mind, for whatever reason, whatever reason it may be, they're justified. Exactly, yeah. And we can we can all be justified in one form or another, but uh, I don't know. For me, it's just personal happiness. Like I find joy in giving others joy, but I also am at the point in my life right now where, you know, if they have no interest in partaking in the joy that I wish to create in the mutual relationship that is what it is, then fuck them. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna expend my energy right. trying to make someone happy who's who's never gonna be happy. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like with, um, the wedding couple that I married last November, my first wedding couple, um, the mother of the groom, this is the second year in a row. I actually, she called me up, um, last week 
And uh, last year she had she because of COVID and stuff like that, her church, you know, wasn't doing their f- uh, program of like feeding, uh, you know, or taking care of homeless families. And this year uh, she's like, hey, you know, we donated last year. We see how much good work you're doing. Um, you've been so kind. And I, I talk with this couple, you know, I text with them, you know, every so often, you know, you've been so wonderful to our family. We want to make a donation again this year. And it's like, awesome. You know, See, it, it, uh, it's the little things. And then the rewards that you get can be unexpected, surprising, but beyond what you could possibly imagine. Yeah. I was recently thinking, uh, too, and similar to what you just said, I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, oh my gosh, people, it's so much, you get so much reward like, because I lately I've been picking up the idea, the philosophy, like, oh, I I want to give anything that I can. Like, I, a lot of people out here, they, they have their own Etsy shop. They make shit, you know, or they print T-shirts and sweatshirts that say a phrase or a, a, a creed or a motto or something that, or just a crazy design. And it's like, oh, I want to support you and buy your cool shit, right? And... And uh, sometimes stuff is expensive because it go a lot of thought and effort goes into producing something. And then because you know that person, it's like, oh, I have no qualms at all about dropping eighty bucks to buy a cup, you know, two items from you, or a hundred dollars for one item for you, or donate something for something that you like. Because for me, it's like I'm not even thinking about it here take it to support you. And in return, I just happen to get a couple of these things which are, which are kind of cool. And so lately I've been thinking, I was like, oh man, if, if people just become more open and freely about just spending their money or giving it in a way with positive energy, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying be irresponsible with money and start, you know, just buying whatever you want to buy. But like, be happy to spend it on a worthy cause because a lot of people in LA, the sentiment is like, just do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. Right. And so it's like, it's cool to spend money on someone and buy their shit and support them because you're letting go. and You're not even thinking about money and saving it. It's just like, here, take this positive energy. And I was watching a documentary on, money or something where I was reading a book or something and it's like, oh, you know, money is just the tool with which you use to exchange energy. It only, all it does is represents the energy that you're giving or, or receiving. And I was like, fuck dude. So you're right. I, that actually leads me to an interesting question that I've, I've never really thought about. And at this point I am going to kind of give a little plug for, I don't know if you, Victor, have heard about the fundraising, um, or if you, I mean, because you don't really watch YouTube, right? You're not, you're not a big YouTube person. No, not but really. have you heard, have you heard of the people, either Mr. Beast or uh, Mark Rober? Yes. Yes. Like, uh, no, not the second one. Okay. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Uh, so he, like last year, he had this huge thing where they were trying to raise $20 million to plant 20 million trees. 
and they surpassed that. They're at like $25 million. People are still donating and stuff like that. So this year, like last month, uh, he teamed up with this former NASA engineer, Mark Rober, who's also a super popular YouTuber, does a lot of really fun videos. I, I can't recommend him highly enough. Very entertaining. Um, to do Team C's to try and clean 30 million pounds of garbage out of the oceans. And so the goal is for every dollar raised, um, they're going to, they're committed to removing one pound of trash from the ocean. And that leads me to the question, I don't know, have you, have you done philanthropic donations and stuff like that um, recently? Or is that, uh, do you have like causes that you donate to? Because I was thinking to myself, and I'll just preface it by saying, I don't think I've donated to a cause in like three or four years. It's been, it's been a while since I've done that. And I was thinking to myself, uh, I should probably do something philanthropic. I mean, you know, ministries. The great. only time I do that is when somebody who I personally know asks for a donation. And then I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Because, I mean, I, the thing I, we've talked about this before, but it's like, as far as, uh, you know, when you're at Walmart or CVS and it's like, donate to this, it's like, no. Oh, yeah. Not doing that. I have no control over where the money goes. But if somebody is asking for a donation or speaking on behalf of an organization, it's like, okay, I trust this person. So, yeah. And this is a worthy cause. So, yes. Well, and it's nice too that like Amazon, for example, has the passive, uh, passive model of donations where you can select a cause where if you purchase something on Amazon, like 1% of that is going to go to the, uh, the organization. So like I chose the, the Alzheimer's, um, uh, research okay. fund or whatever. And so, oh, Drew is very involved in, uh, there's a organization like that in Chicago that Drew is very involved in, Really, but continue. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, and I think you're right, too, is that uh, I would much more prefer to donate to people who I, like, personally know. But at the same time, it's like you see something that goes viral for, like, doing great work, and you just – it's not so much wanting to, like, jump on the train, but it's just being part of something kind of bigger than yourself that even the smallest kind of donations can help. But, yeah, that's that's something that before the end of the year, I'm I'm – probably going to make a donation most likely to team C's, but Hey, if there's a, if there's an organization that, you know, or someone who needs a donation, let me know. We can, we can also put it in the link, but we don't, I kind of feel, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking right now, do you remember a few years ago when they were doing whatever the challenge, the challenge was, ice bucket, ice bucket challenge of water over yes. your head for whatever uh, a- the cause ALS, was, I believe. Yeah. It's like, I was thinking of like, oh, look at all this water people are just wasting. Cool. Maybe we can fucking light trees on fire to bring awareness to clean water that's needed all over the world. Oh, my God. My brother has spent so much time and energy ranting against the right? ice bucket challenge of how, like, ridiculous it yeah. is and wasteful and stuff. So fucking, yeah. It's like, it's like, who is that really? I mean, So fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, knew, I know it was started unintentionally like that. It's goofy, but now all of a sudden you have thousands upon thousands of people and, you know, hundreds of thousands, whatever the, the amount of people are, multiply that by gallons. Millions of gallons wasted. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you're watering your lawn, but dude. And that's social media. And that's social media. <laughs> all of a sudden we have crossed the line without realizing it. Yep. All right. Well, that's another one in the books, episode number 227. Until next time. Until next time.